Um, welcome to Tribe, our midweek service. Uh, let us pray. Father, we thank you for this time of your presence. We ask that the entrance of your word does bring forth light into the lives of everyone that is under the sound of my voice this afternoon, this evening, in the mighty name of Jesus, that no one listening to your word today, listening to what your Holy Spirit is sharing and impeding in their hearts today, will live here the same way they came in Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. Amen, amen, amen. We're going to continue the book, study of the book of Acts, and for sure, I mean, I want to acknowledge all the teachers that have come um, before me uh, in the book of Acts. We are still in Acts chapter 6. Amen, amen. So this is an interactive session, so we'll be taking questions, we'll be um, asking questions too. So if you have forgotten that, that we normally ask questions at Tribe. Yeah, we're going to ask questions at Tribe. And... Um, if you are on, online, just uh, post your questions in the chat room. Uh, we'll take questions live in the auditorium, but in the chat room, uh, we'll probably have that collated in here in the auditorium and try to get to all your questions by the grace of God. So right now, we're in the, still in the book of Acts, um, chapter 6. We're going to go through verses 8 through 15. Uh, last week, we did do the first um, seven, verses of, seven, chap- seven verses of chapter 6. So, I'm going to read through Acts 6, 8 to 15, first of all, uh, and may the Lord bless the reading of the Holy Word. It says here in verse 8, Stephen, a man full of grace and power, performed amazing miracles and signs amongst the people. But one day, some men from the synagogue of free slaves, as it was called, started to debate, right, with him. They were Jews from Cyrene, Alexandria, Cilicia. We'll come back to that, Cilicia soon. And the province of Asia. None of them could stand against the wisdom and the spirit with which Stephen spoke. So they persuaded some men to lie about him, saying, we heard him blaspheme Moses and even God. They roused the people, the elders, and the teachers of religious law. So they arrested Stephen and brought him before the high council. The line witnesses said, this man always, is always speaking against the holy temple and against the laws of Moses. We have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy the temple and change the customs Moses handed down to us. At this point, in the, council, in the high council, at this point, everyone in the high council stared at Stephen because his face became as bright as an angel's. May the Lord bless the of his holy words. Amen. Amen. Let's, let's, let's put some context into where we are in the book of Acts, okay, in the little time that we have. So I have a slide, and it's about arithmetic. So you are wondering what's arithmetic got to do with the book of Acts. Are these all arithmetic terms, addition, multiplication, subtraction? It's clear, you know, from what we've been reading so far, God has been adding to the church. You've seen that in... You know, verses 1, 2, 3, 4. God has not only been adding to the church, God has been multiplying the church. You will see in places where you've had those words, right? Multiply, add at some point in time. What of subtraction? Ananias and Sapphira, right? Sapphira. Was that subtraction? Yes. yes. So you see, God is having everything going. But one thing he doesn't do is division, it's not in the syllabus. Okay? And anything that has to do with division, it's not from God. And, and as we're going through the next few verses of chapter 6, we'll see that 
division trying to creep in, you know, and God is saying, this is not on my syllabus for you guys, and we'll see how, how that goes. So that, that in context talks talk about when some folks were chosen, you know, Stephen was one of them, and they were the ones supposed to say, okay, let's sort out this thing that's trying to cause division amongst a few people. So the, the insight there for us essentially is when things are not working well, you know, it's not the time to scatter the table. There's always a solution. You know, when things are not working, we're in your favor. It's not the time to just say, okay, you know what, let's scatter this thing and start. No, not yet. Let's, there's always a solution. And they did find that solution in this last week uh, when we were talking about the seven uh, people. So our prayer is that as we engage these words today, that the Holy Spirit will put into your hearts the things that will jump out of these next few verses that we'll be sharing from the word of God. So in verse 8, it did say that Stephen was a man full of God's grace and power, performed amazing miracles and signs amongst people. So we're going to try and break down each verse very quickly, get something out of each verse that we all can live here with nuggets that we can use to live our daily lives according to the word of God. So if you go to, if you, let me give you a tip first. Why were they seven? Okay, why not three people? Why not six? Why not eight? You know, typically back then, you know, you find out that in Judaism, you know, which was still prevalent then, most of their public committees were made up of seven people. So it was just a natural inclination for them to say, let's go with seven people, which was fine. Okay, but I'll put up a slide now and ask you a question. In verse 5, okay, there was a statement about Stephen, right? Remember last week, it said Stephen was a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. And then again, verse 8, out of the seven people, Stephen again, he said he's a man full. So two times he's full of faith and the Holy Spirit. And the second time he says, full of God's grace and amazing power. And then he talks about he performed amazing miracles and signs amongst the people. Who knows why it was mentioned twice? This fullness of what he has. Who has an idea? Do you have extra mics in the, in the auditorium? Just one extra mic. Inshallah. Who, who has an idea why he, the Bible, the only Bible doesn't waste verses, not, doesn't waste words, not talk of verses. There's a reason why, you know, it came up twice. Maybe if nobody knows you, you can ask Pastor when it's time. But so, Pastor, this is crunch, you know the questions that are coming already. But, I'll try and answer. Anybody, any volunteers in the, in the auditorium? Why we had it twice, verse 5 and verse, verse 8? Okay, you, f- you think it's A-levels because I already pushed you to pastor, right? Okay, let's, let's see if we can, if we can analyze in, the, in a way that... So, so, the way I see it is, first of all, it's possible that the first time it was mentioned... Can you put that, put, put that back up for a second, um, CMM? The first time it was mentioned, faith and the Holy Spirit. The second time it was mentioned, God's grace and power. We'll come back to that grace part soon. But then, this second time, now talking about miracles and signs. I think the first part is just, he had that. Everybody has the Holy Spirit. Okay, everybody has a measure of faith. But as he continued to walk with God, with the Holy Spirit, there are some things that he started doing, as Stephen, that started portraying some more extra signs and wonders around him. We don't know the exact things they are, but we know that that verse 8 was a, pre- was a precursor to some of the things that we started seeing. And what we also see there for us is the apostles were there. Those are the guys that followed Jesus every, t- every day for almost two and a half years or three years. And we see him. There were miracles being performed by the apostles. But here we see a worker that is not an apostle. He did not work with Jesus. He was performing wonders and signs. God was already trying to show people that, look, this thing is not just for the apostles. This thing is for if you have your faith, your Holy Spirit, the grace and power is available to do that. So even if you're a worker, you're not, it's not reserved for certain people alone. Signs and miracles are reserved for you. And may you perform signs and miracles in your generation in Jesus' mighty name. So if you go to verse 9, you know, verse 9 talks about when... These folks for the synagogue of three slaves, you know, started to debate with him. They said they were Jews from Cyrene, Alexandria, Cilicia. Cilicia. Let's put up that slide. Okay. How many of you, be truthful, on 
call this Cecilia when you looked at it the first time? How many? I mean, that's the truth. We know we can't lie. Okay? So it's Cilicia, not Cecilia. If you can say it three times, I'll be surprised. Say it's Cilicia. You see, I can't even say it. It's, let, let's try. It's Cilicia, not Cecilia. Again? Ah, so if I are speaking in tongues. No, it's not, it's not, it's not like that. But, but we'll we, we get to where, why we're mentioning this now. So, Cilicia was a place, this is modern day Turkey, right? This map is modern day Turkey. But Cilicia was a place that included Tassos at the capital. Which from Tassos? Saul. Saul of Tassos. So you're trying to see, make some connection here. So Saul knew people from this synagogue of freed slaves already. So could it be that it was one of those people pushing them from the back that it, it, was, it was already involved with them. It had kinsmen in there. People that, you know, that they, were, they could speak the same language. It was like, that guy, Stephen, you know, go and, yeah, go. Go and make him do something that will. It's possible. God doesn't waste all these things when he puts them in the Bible. There's a reason why he's building this up. So, so none of them could stand against the wisdom and spirit at which he spoke. So they persuaded some men. Paul, if it wasn't you, I'm sorry, but I think it was you, based on the fact that. So they persuaded some men to lie about Stephen saying that we had him by saying about Moses and even God. Now, so, let's talk about another thing that might have made them start to hate this man called Stephen. Apart from the fact that Saul of Tarsus might have been instigating them. He said they were synagogue of what? Freed slaves. So the act of having synagogues was not in the Old Testament. Remember, Old Testament did not have synagogues. They had a temple. But when he went into Babylon after captivity, between the Old and the New Testament, they formed synagogues. And by the time they came back to Jerusalem, there were little pockets everywhere of synagogues. But the temple was still there. Now, the synagogues were places that Jesus used to go to the synagogue in that, in that time. That time, they had about 390 or so, if you read about it, synagogues all over different places. It's like small little groups where they read the word of God, etc. Now, when you have a synagogue full of freed slaves, these are people that, you know, that maybe... Rome had captured, they released them after 20 years, 30 years, and then somebody is coming with grace. You know, they said it was full of what? Grace. And talking to them about, you know, that pomposity that you know, Jesus can forgive you, I mean, you know, rolling. And I'm looking at this guy, this dude, where are you coming from? The human heart is not designed to absorb grace like that. They will feel that we earned this thing, this is our freedom. What's the definition of grace? Let's, let's bring that definition of grace out. We earn this thing ourselves. We work and slave for this thing. This guy is just coming and just japping about. They won't like him. Grace. God's blessing us despite the fact that we do not deserve it. So we have a group of people that are thinking this guy is just full of it. Who does he think he is? Talking about grace like this. And now these people were freed slaves. So in the human heart, to absorb grace, it's very difficult. So we have to reopen really that God can actually bless you without you deserving it. These are very important statements that it's the attributes of God. So we see some reasons why it's possible that these guys, not only were they, they were likely instigated, but they just did not like him because of the way he was portraying the grace of God. Okay? So, so if, if we go further, okay, and we see how... We've talked about how the human struggles with, with grace. And, okay? and we all have stories like that, in fairness, of how you know, we've seen the grace of God in our life. And you know, people try to not, they don't understand it. You know, and they try to kind of, I remember a time back when I was a much, much you know, younger engineer. Uh, when I say much younger, I mean, I think um, the guest minister last week gave, out, gave up my age. But um, don't say it. People online might not know, okay? But when I was a much, much younger engineer, so there was, there was something that happened in my, back then where I was working. And imagine if your boss comes up to you and says something like, don't you think you are moving too fast? You know, that this thing you are doing now, it took me 10 years to get there. You are approaching it in four years. Don't you think you are moving too fast? You know, what, what that impl- it, it, it means is, if he has a chance, he's already told you his mind that I'm going to slow you down. 
And our prayer is everyone that doesn't understand the grace of God in your life, in that area where God is moving you, you know, even if they think you don't deserve it, that God will remove them and crush them in Jesus' name. Because it is important to understand that when God graces you, okay, in a certain area, not everybody will understand it. Sometimes, don't look around who's grace. You have yours. There are some things you have that other people are looking at you are like, ah, man, that thing makes, that person makes me feel look so easy. It's grace. And if that person you are looking at, probably looking at you too and thinking, hmm, that sister makes that thing look so easy. It's grace. But focus on your own grace. That grace that you focus on. Just like Stephen, you might start into miracles and wonders around you. Don't focus on other people's grace. So if those synagogue of free slaves people they are not focused on that, they might have gotten other things. Even maybe become like Stephen in, 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 in due time. So by the grace of God, the grace of God himself will continue to abound in your life. In Jesus' mighty name. Okay? So, I was asking that question, you know, anybody here that, if, if maybe by show of hands, you know, if you don't have to have a story where you felt that God had graced you in a certain area and you felt that somebody was trying to slow you down. It should be everybody. Because if you really think about it, there are some things that God has done for you. Okay? God's grace will continue to abound with you in Jesus' mighty name. So, in verse 12, it says, this aroused, this roused the people, the elders, the teachers of religious law. Don't forget that when we closed the first few verses in this chapter, they were talking about everybody was happy that they chose seven people, that even some of the Jewish um, teachers and co were converted. Everybody was rolling with the plan, okay, of, okay, uh, of world domination for Jesus Christ. You know, we talked about, you know, Jerusalem to other parts of the world. I think this was probably a part where the Jerusalem section kind of started changing. Because remember, if this stating to tribe next week, you see that that did not start to grow beyond Jerusalem, but stating to tribe. So, so, and... So they brought him before the high council. And of course, this is, we're not talking about public opinion. Things are started changing. This was the guy that was doing miracles, you know, helping people out, helping the widows, you know, sharing food, good bookkeeper. You know, okay? So, so they, 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 they've seen the miracles. They've seen the wonder that this guy Stephen was performing. Okay? And at some time, I'm sure they were for him. You know, they were like, you know, behind him, you know, talking to him that, oh, this... This guy is you no know, a man of God, you know, he, he loves he loves helping people. And they started lying about him. Now, the arrest, because they lied against him, he was arrested and brought before the council. Um, the council was dominantly made of the Sadducees. Now the Sadducees were very focused on the writings of Moses. So so when they're saying he lied about Moses and stuff, they're, they're focused on Gen- uh, sorry, Genesis to Deuteronomy. Very focused. So if you say anything about Moses in those areas, they take it very seriously. Now, keep that statement on the side, and then we get back to why his face was shining like an angel at the end. Okay, remember? So let's keep that on the side. Now, now the accuser of speaking blasphemy against Moses, you know, which was a crime. I mean, does this sound similar to what happened to Jesus? Yes. Yeah. Some things just don't change, you know? I mean, if you're on a mission for Jesus, you know, what he went through, you know, we go through it too. Maybe not to the point of getting stoned, but people do still get stoned in different parts of the world. And we pray that God continues to protect his people that are evangelizing in different parts of the world in Jesus' mighty name. So for, as we go later in trial, you see that all these accusations were false, you know. But I want to teach you something very particular about public opinion, you know. And let, let's, let's bring up that... that um, how, how frequent it is, that slide on public opinion. You know about memes, right? These are very popular memes about public opinion. You know, it's in the court of public opinion, you know, everyone is guilty. No matter how much evidence that you have, it's guilty. And then that book, if you have that book, let me know. Okay, if, if you can get that book, let me know. You can see the writer of the book, right? Who is the writer of that book? OJ Marina. If, if, you are, if you are as old as me, you know what OJ Marina means. It, 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 who knows what Ojem Arena means? Uh, good. Ojem Arena, it, it, it's something that we used to say, they used to say back then, many, many years ago, just a little bit, many, many, it, it's, it's like those cameras that you meet at Marina, 
you know, that have all these Ponzi games going on, and then they scam people out, out their money as they are taking, as they are watching games, they are pickpocketing around the whole. So, so it was just impossible to get anything done in that area. It was just fables and tricks. So, so when it comes to public opinion, it's not far from that. Okay, it's just fickle. There, there is, you, you can't do anything with it, and if. We want to learn from Jesus, okay? If we go to Matthew 11, 16 and 17. Matthew 11, 16 and 17. If someone can bring it up, we'll see how Jesus handled public opinion. Because we're talking about Stephen that first, they liked the idea. Everybody liked him. Wonders, miracles. All of a sudden, he's in front of the council, getting ready to be executed. But what did Jesus talk about public opinion? And I think Stephen was also playing that in, into that. He said, to what can I compare this generation? It's like children playing a, a game in the public square. They complain to their friends. We played wedding songs, and you did not dance. So we played funeral songs, and you did not mourn. What's Jesus trying to say there? If you look at public opinion, when they play wedding songs, and they start dancing, Hmm? The day they play morning songs, you have, to, you have to switch. You have to switch. So, why would you want to subject yourself to other people's tunes consistently? Because the day they decide to not to play wedding songs, no dancing, no. If you read the end of that Matthew 11, Jesus was saying there, learn from me. If you are heavy laden and you are that's what he's saying to learn from me, that don't just be swayed with, oh, Ranka Dede, you are the master of everything. Because the day they switch, you have to switch. You start dancing to that tune. So remember, the antidote to that is stay focused on Jesus. Stay focused on Jesus, on your vision, your mission, what God has called you to do. Stay focused on it. Very, very important. Don't dance to the tunes that are not for you. Amen. Now, now, now we're going to, well, we're almost there, a few more. We, we don't have too much time. But in, in, in verse 13, it says, this is when the liars are now getting established. The lying witnesses, this man said, this man is always speaking against the holy temple and against the law of Moses. Lies. you see that next, don't miss try next week. you see why they are lies next week. We heard him say that the Jesus of Nazareth will destroy the temple and change the customs Moses handed down. Lies. Okay? Now, what we're seeing there is they've accused him wrongly, okay, because of the people that they know were made up, that are made of the council, okay, and he was not saying those things, okay? And if, if you think back, none of us, everybody here, at least one point in time, there's a truth you know about something, and somebody lied against you at one point in time, that you know you had that, I did not, even when you were small, that maybe somebody poured away the water in the room, on the floor, and you were passing. You were just passing, you were the one that, but I was Bolaji, I saw Bolaji pass now, it wasn't that poured it. <laughs> but unfortunately, you know, if you were the troublesome person, like maybe Pastor Femi, <laughs> if I wouldn't get, but that aside, if, if, and my belief is, for those of us that that has happened to, it's more like people lying against us than we lying against people. So if your own is not, is it 50-50, that's bad. If it's 90-10 of people lying against you and 10% of you lying against somebody, it's still very bad. The intent is, it has to be 100-0. Okay? Now that 100, my prayer is that God will always get you out of it. Don't forget that the enemy is always trying to lie against you. Everything that he puts in your mind that is against the confessions that we make every Sunday is a lie. Remember, every Sunday we make those confessions. I'm secure. Don't let him get away with it. Okay? He's the father of all lies. So these are his children trying to rope these guys, this guy in. So, let's see the thing. If you go to Proverbs chapter 6, let's bring that Proverbs chapter 6 up. Seven things that God detests. Seven things. Okay? Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, 
These guys have checked that second one already. Okay? A hand that kills the innocent, those guys that carry the stone. A heart that plots evil, they are there. A feet that raises to do wrong, maybe some of them run to the synagogue, say, when it's time, I don't know. A fourth winner that pulls out like this one, they scored A plus on this one. And then a person that solves discord in a family. Some verses, some, some translation will say discord in a community. Make sure you don't check any of these boxes. God doesn't like it. Make sure you don't. Stay focused on the things of God. As we go to, as we begin to, to, to close, we get to verse 15. And at this point, everyone in the, in the high council stared at Stephen because his face became as bright as an angel's. Why, 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 would, why would God put this in the Bible? How does, how does one person's even become, face even become bright like an angel's? How? Is it that he got finer? He just got more beautiful? Or some angels were there and put, you know, foundation, mark, or something on him. I know, and I'll clean it up. You know, I, I mean, how, how does an angel's face look? I, I mean, if, if you've seen an angel before, I don't know whether you looked at their faces, but I rather would have seen angels at close, you know, close range. And of course, I mean, there are different types of angels. Some, some actually I've seen people, angels that, you know, black-skinned angels with blue eyes. Some have seen blonde angels. In fact, some of my mentors, they tell me that they can see angels maybe this year, the same, the same in 10 years' time, and the same angel, the same, the same one, like, ah, you're the guy that... So, so, I mean, God, we all have angels, okay? And our prayer is that that verse in the Bible where Jesus is telling us that he will give us angels to take charge of us that we will not dash our foot against the stone. Your angels will take charge of you in Jesus' mighty name. And you not dash your foot against a stone in Jesus' name. But let's stay on the program. The program is verse 15. We're almost there. Okay? Because um, we have just about three or four minutes more before the question starts. I hope the questions are coming in and pastor is ready for the questions. Um, so, it says, so, 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 you know, we talked about, they were accusing this guy of, you know, blasphemy against Moses. You know, I mean, Moses was practically their savior, okay? And do you remember what happened to Moses when he was on the mountain? When he spent time with God? What was happening to his face? was shining. So don't say God doesn't have a sense of humor. Don't say that because God is looking at you guys are accusing these dudes that me, I'm giving him grace, I'm giving him, that like, he's abusing Moses. Now you see the things that happened to Moses, I'm putting it on him. His face is shining. But they won't see it. They can't see it because they're full of lies. They're just... I don't know what kind of incentive that uh, Saul of Tarsus gave them. So it was not you, Saul. I'm still sorry. But that showed that God could connect the dots. God knew what was happening there. And I pray that in your life, that the things that God has sent you to do, it will continue to show wonders and signs in your life that, yes, indeed, I back you up on this thing and keep going in Jesus' mighty name. So the, the kind of things you see when you have, you spend time with God, Okay, being with God, which are what the angels typically do until God sends them on an errand to activated by his own word. It's place of power within some kind of peace, definitely confidence. You know, you know the kind of confidence you have if you spend time in the presence of God, like an angel, and you come, so he sends you on an errand, go and tell Zachariah this or go and tell Mary this. Do you know how much confidence you have when you are talking to the person? You know, an angel can look at Zachariah and say, what are you talking about? You know, it's confidence. You know you're coming from the presence of God. So Stephen is talking, he's showing, so it's my prayer that even you, as you spend time with God, okay, your face will not show terror in Jesus' name. Your face will not show fear in Jesus' name. But you show confidence and show peace because you are in the presence of God. As we close, we all know what happened to Stephen at the end of the day. It's a very popular story from Sunday school back in the day. Um, and as you go to tribe, there's something that a question, I'll call a closing question for us as we, as we close. As I'm going to do question, a question and answer session. That closing question is, 
how many risks do we take in being followers of Jesus? How many risks do we take? Now, notice that those two answers, one is grayed out and one is not grayed out. Grayed out means uh, willing to die for him. I mean, he's not telling us to go and die for him. Now, if it does come up, you know, I mean, I mean when we pray, you know, overcome by the blood of the Lamb and was our testimony, and they were not afraid of their lives until the death. It's not that we're saying that Christians should go and start killing. No. What we're saying is, if that happens, well, to God be the glory. But what we really want for us is that second one. If you can't do that, then are you really living for him? You know, it's very easy to go to, oh, die for that. No, are you really living for Jesus? It's a question for you to answer for yourself. You know, are you really, I mean, it's not like you can go and become Stephen and start, no. Just live for him first. Live for him first. And it's my prayer that in the name of Jesus, you will live for Christ and you will perform wonders and miracles in his name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Thank you. And we're going to questions. God bless me. Thank God. So, so um, I, know, I know Pastor is, is here somewhere. Um, and uh, it, sometimes we'll say you can't see me. But if you can hear you, Pastor, that's good enough. Because the questions will start coming in soon. Do we have any questions? <laughs> Sorry, good, good afternoon, Pastor Femi. Uh-huh. Yeah, good evening. <laughs> good evening to you. Well done. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Okay. Amazing teaching. <laughs> so, 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 if you have any questions first, then we can we can um, take it to any questions online. Um, okay, auditorium. Any questions in the auditorium first? Any questions? Don't be shy. Um, any questions? The mic is here. Any, any question? Okay, that's good. Um, I say it's good, Pastor Femi, but not because I don't want to answer questions. <laughs> but I'm going to ask Pastor Femi a question. Now, 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 the obvious question is easy. Everybody knows the answer. I would have asked him that first question we asked somewhere when we said, has somebody ever lied against you? Okay, and we know the answer of that one. So, so let's, let's keep, that's too easy for him to answer. Too easy. So, so we, we'll go, we'll go. Oh, Father, you want to answer? Want to answer? <laughs> Sorry, sir. I said, even this morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If, if you're that person, we forgive you in Jesus' name. Okay. Now, now the other question is, is that last slide that I showed. Okay. Um, do you have any insight for us on that question? That we all take risks for Christ. You know, what, what's, your, what's the insight you have that you can share with us in... You know, if you're not dying for him, are you living for him? You know, those, the, the risks that we have there. It's, it's big, you know. When I, when I saw the, um, the slides, uh, the slide that you put up, it's, um, it's big. It's huge, actually, because if the one you grade out, right, yeah. you, you can't even live for God if you are not willing to die for God. You, you can't. So, so um, we will say that, oh, we, don't want, we are not necessarily um, looking at dying for God. We just want to live for God. But you see, for, for you to really live for God, you must be willing to die for God. So, in fact, it's in the daily death and not counting yourself as anything that you have the power to live for him. I don't know if I'm making sense, though. Yes, yes, you are. You are, because, I mean, there, there, is, there is a certain time when, a certain stage of your Christianity when we pray Revelation 12 and we say, you know, um, uh, overcome by the blood, the blood of the Lamb and it was our testimony, and we stop there. Because it continues and says what? You know, they were not afraid to... And I'm like, ah, wait, the blood is there now, you know. They, they give me a testimony. That dead one, just leave, leave it aside. You know, so, so what they're saying now... It's dying daily, you know, to the things that want to draw us back, the things, the things that easily beset us. Those kind of things are what helps us to actually even live for Christ. So, yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. It's just like, it's just, let me just say this if you don't mind. It's just like Jesus saying that, he that 
seeks to keep his life will lose it. And he that loses his life for my sake will save it. So the key to living and saving your life is actually losing it. That you just give it up to God. Just let God be God, you know, Amen. in your life. Amen. You know, what, what is God asking for? Which direction is God nudging you to? You know, um, again, you know, just just follow, you know, and you'll be fine. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much, Pastor Femi. Um, any questions? Okay. Uh, no questions. That's, that's, that's really good. I, I know Pastor Femi will try and ask me a question now. So I'm going to tell you, say, start preparing your offering. <laughs> hey, let me ask you a question. Before. I knew that. Go ahead. Before you ready, okay. So, why why is it that um, it's probably multifaceted? Because for for us, why do we get so um, flustered when? People slander us. When it is clear in scriptures, you know, that people will, yeah. you know, everyone that has done anything significant, there is just slander sometimes that completely does not make sense, fabricated out of thin air, you know. Stephen, the, the example you gave today, they fabricated it, you know. <laughs> You know, why do we feel so bad as if something strange has happened to us? Or, or why do we feel so so bad? You know, when Jesus said they do it to us, we see clear examples in scriptures. I mean, you know, so why? That's the first part. Then the second part, let me ask it together okay. so that you... Okay. you exactly. Then the second part is why, how... Um, why do good-meaning people sometimes easily fall into the trap of slandering other people? You know? And if you check, these are good people. You know? But it's like a slippery slope they, they, they slide in. Then there's a third question. So maybe I should leave the first two. Let's <laughs> answer the first two. Then I'll ask you the third one. So, okay, okay. So, so you, you know, Pastor said, ask you the first two. So he didn't say ask Bolaji. So if you have any, any two, you can try and answer two. But 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 most of just say Pastor. I mean, for for the frustrated part, you know, I think I think we all have we all have a certain opinion of ourselves. We have a certain set of rules that we think we govern ourselves by, you know? Um, you can see a man or a woman, you know, that does some terrible, I mean, you could embezzle the money for your whole company, people's salaries. But if you tell him that he's cheating on his wife, you can go, you can just be very, that, no, you can't tell me I do that. You can't, you get more angry if you tell him that he's stealing. So yeah. I, I think so for, for, for most of us, that envelope we've created for ourselves, and this is the way I see myself, anytime anybody comes outside it and says something that is not in that envelope, we get flustered. Mm. We, we get like, oh, no, you can't say that about me. Okay? So now, that thing that was said about the individual that made the person flustered, flustered is, is not like... If they did it or they didn't do it, the issue is more like we need to make sure that the envelopes we have are the envelopes that show the way God sees us, mm. not the way we see ourselves. Okay? I mean, if, if you, you know, Pastor always says that you should personalize the things you read from the Bible. Okay? If, 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 if it says no weapon fashion against you shall prosper. Okay? And somebody says something negative or that negates that. You should focus on the one that God has said. And for that he has said, no weapon against Bolaji shall prosper. So if somebody tells a lie that is outside 
that perimeter, you stay in that perimeter of what God has said about you, how God says you are, who God says you are, specific prophecies that God has given you as an individual, you hold on to those things. Otherwise, you will be flustered. Just like we said, Pastor Femi, that if they play the wedding song or the morning song, if you don't stay focused on what God has said, you will be flustered. I think that that's, that's my own interpretation. I don't know if it makes sense to, 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 to all of us. Absolutely. Okay. 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 And, and two, they said good meaning people end up slandering other people. You know, it's, 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 it's more like There was, I think there was, there was a part in, 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 the, in the, when God says we should forgive people, okay? I believe one thing, okay? And, and I think there's a parable that Jesus talked about this. If you keep pointing out and looking at certain things all the time, okay, you start becoming like those things. Yeah. If you are very particular about a certain trait, in, find out, check yourself. If you are very particular about a certain trait in somebody and it keeps needling at you that this person, you're, you're always frowning, you're always frowning, you're always telling the person, you're always frowning. If you stay doing it long enough, you yourself will start frowning. Yeah. If, 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 if you do it long enough. So, so if people slander you and you kind of imbibe it, you don't let it go, you keep soaking it in, you know, soaking it in, soaking it in. At some point in time, you will start doing it. So when he says forgive, he's the only one that doesn't forget. That's God. My, there are things I remember no more. And he's telling us to do that. He's encouraging us that don't continue absorbing all these negative things that people are saying about you. Otherwise, at some point in time, you will start saying it too. That's how good meaning people start becoming slanderers. That, that's my own interpretation of it. Absolutely. So, okay. So, so I, I think that next question is for the, for somebody, the next tribe. Oh, okay. We have a question in the auditorium. <laughs> Please go ahead. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Okay, so we have two questions, actually. Okay. Um, I'll ask the first one first. It says, if we are being lied against in a work setting or in a relationship, having all our facts right, should we speak up? or keep quiet and wait for God to fight for us? Pastor Femi. I think you take a jab at it first. Let's see. It depends. I think it depends because, you know, there are some things that God will send you to do. You know, when, when, when your father was asking Jesus that um, they said this about you, blah, 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 you know, and sometimes Jesus will answer. Sometimes he will say, you said it, you know, okay? But I would say that if you have your facts, the least you can do is make your facts known. Now, now if you are not sure of your facts 100%, you just keep praying that God will have mercy. And I mean, many are the Africans of the righteous, but the Lord God delivers him or her from them, or oh. eventually you will get out of it. But it's also important that if you have your facts straight, and it's obvious that, I mean, if, if like somebody having video evidence that you're not the one that stole it, and you know the person that stole it, you not showing up, to the, no, you not present that evidence, it's foolishness. Because God will ask you that, why are you praying to me? The answer is in front of you now. Send the answer to the security department and let them see the person that stole the item. You know, don't keep solid evidence, because solid evidence is what God has given you to say, I will deliver you from this calamity. If you don't use it, what are you praying about now? So, so it depends, but if it's very solid, please, by all means, use it. Pastor Femi, I hope okay. that's... Okay. Awesome. So what, what probably, I mean, um, you add. I'll, add, I'll add to that is, you know, like Pastor Bologi said, if you have evidence, you show it in um, and the question was specific to say in a work setting, you know, in a work setting, there should be processes to, for conflict management or for resolving um, things, allegations. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, yeah. by all means, you must step up and present those evidence. You must speak up, yeah. you know, 
and set things as they are. Yeah. Um, you know, however, like the teaching we've, we've received today, I mean, um, is, is tilted towards the court of public opinion, yeah. you know? And um, in the court of public opinion, different set of rules govern it. Yeah. In fact, the rule that governs it is that it's a jungle. There are no rules. It's a jungle. So you, can, you cannot rely on the strength of evidence yeah. in, in the court of public opinion. Yeah. In, in, the, in the court of public opinion, evidence means nothing. Yeah. Because people we will the believe whatever yeah. they want to believe. They will believe what the, whatever their ears has been tingling to hear. People that have thought the worst of you before now, that they've never said it out. It's, it's been there. But as soon as they get the opportunity, ah, we said it out here, it's always like that. Even when they see the facts, they will not believe you. So it will be a waste of time to be presenting facts in the court of public opinion. For example, do you know that in Israel today, there are people that still believe that Jesus' body was stolen. They believe that Jesus was stolen from the grave. That, that did not resurrect, yeah. That did not resurrect. With all the proof, with all the facts, with all the power that God gives to the resurrection of Christ, which a blind eye see, cripple walk in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the same Jesus whom you, you crucified, is alive today. People have seen him. Do you know that till today that rumor still has not yeah. been dispelled? So yeah. facts does not dispel rumors, <laughs> no matter how strong they are. In the public domain, yes. Thank you, Father. That, that's very, very... Oh, you have a question? Okay. Comment or question? A, co a comment. Please go ahead. Okay, praise God. Yeah. Um, yes, when um, the question came in, um, an incident that happened when I was at work just came to my mind. I was still working at the bank then. You know, and it was more like I was called into the court of uh, the public opinion. Uh, you know. <laughs> this uh, particular client actually came, came with his clan. I think it was his clan. They came to the bank that I stole money. It was so much of a shock to me. You know, so I was put in the in their middle and all manner of accusation. And before then, somebody, a young girl just like myself had stolen money from a sister company. And it just happened that we were, we were kind of from the same state. You know, so everything was just blending. And from Tassos and Cecilia, right? You, you know, and I just um, bought a car. You know, they forgot that there was some contribution to complete the payment of the car from my parents, you know, but so everything was just adding up. There was no way for me to, to, you know, to say I didn't do it because I was given the money to give to the, the client and the man said the, there was a bundle that was not there. You know, it was terrible. You know, but I think because God knows all things, I should have been fired, you know. But what happened was that I think God must have spoken to my manager. He just stood up for me. He started confronting the client that this girl cannot steal. This girl is not a thief. I say, ha, we're going to lose this client. This girl, you know, he stood up for me. And that was how I was, you know, exonerated and... The client was so upset that how can they say he's lying, this, this, that, and all that. But I think God just raised my manager up to speak for me. And, uh, well, unfortunately, the customer left the bank. But he eventually came back because we now found out who was stealing the money, you know. And, I mean, it's not a good thing to be accused, you know. There was also um, something you mentioned when um, um, Pastor asked the question, why do we get flustered when, you know, 
we encounter such yeah. things. I think sometimes also um, we, we, we trust the people around us completely, you know, and we forget that some of these people have daggers in their pockets, they hold them, you know, and if we see Jesus, who betrayed him? It wasn't somebody outside. It wasn't a Pharisee. It was, it was somebody that was inside. You know, so most times we don't see it. We don't expect it. We can't even imagine it that we can get this stabbing from somebody that is so close to us. You know, um, Jesus never told us that it's going to be easy. But we saw that he went through it and he came out victorious. So no matter what um, we may face, you know, whatever the challenges may be with the people around us, maybe betraying us, we are going to come out on top. Amen. Praise amen. God. Thank you. Profound. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Pastor Nina. I mean, if, if, if I wanted to add to that, you know, living, like Pastor said, living for Christ every day, you're actually building evidence. A busted note for her is evidence she has built up over time for her to do for him or her to do that. So you live for Christ every day, like Pastor said, if you are building evidence in heaven, building evidence on earth, so that that day when the adversity, when issues come up, that evidence will speak for you. May you build solid evidence for yourself positively in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay. Um, oh, more questions? Okay. All right. Go ahead. Please go ahead. Hallelujah. This one is a pastor, right? Okay, go ahead, go ahead. from the question that okay. she asked, yeah. like in a work setting, then linking it to what you said about when your boss called you, like, why are you growing so fast? You know, something like that could happen and lines could just stem up just to bring somebody down. And it happened basically to me. And people just came around and told a number of us that no, we were not appointed normally. Our appointments were irregular because some were maybe a year at the bar, two years at the bar, but some of us that were legally like, you know, in there, good in good time for us to be there, they even said that we slept our way to the post. You know, and at that point, we were like, what? How? And people that we did not even expect, people that were amongst us, people that, you know, felt that we shouldn't have gotten to the post. We're the ones that started with these lies. And um, unlike Pastor Nina's case, it's, it swiped all of us out. Like, mm. all of you just go. We don't need this set anymore. So, at that point, I was going from, like, personally, like, okay, so, how do, we, how do I do this thing? How do I exonerate myself? And other lies came up that, ah, since she got to that post, she became so arrogant, nobody could correct her, and I just got weak, like, because of, you know, so, it, at that stage, what do we do? Because the lies were not even, they, they became personal. They not, it was not because I stole something, it was not because I, I had a, a bad character at my job. It became personal. They, like, they came down to who I was. They left the work setting, but it was in the office. But it came to my yeah. person. So in that case, what do I do? Don't, don't you guys like the fact that I said Pastor Femi for, for this question initially? <laughs> I mean, I, I think I knew what you were going to ask. Pastor Femi, please. <laughs> I, I, I think I don't, have, I don't have that. Um, please go ahead, sir. Okay, sorry about that. Um, I'm sorry that you went through that, my sister. I mean, it, it must be something very excruciating, you know. Um, like also, in the case of Pasolina, you alluded to, though she kept her job, you know, the truth is that there are some people that still believe that she stole the money. Yeah. <laughs> There is nothing she can do to wipe it away, you know? Yeah. And in your case, unfortunately, let you lose your job. What I would say to you is that use that as fuel, right? To shut the about forever. You go ahead and be successful in what you are doing. Go ahead and be limitless in what you are doing. Amen. Amen. 
let their hallelujah let their bearing you like Christ lead to your resurrection on the birthday. Let it be like the priests of this world. I didn't know they would have left you there. Get your manage salary. Now you're a billionaire. You know, because, because you lost that job. So rather than focusing on the adversity, like we have we learned on Sunday, I mean, we're staying sharing at the communion service. You know, if you faint in the day of adversity, the problem is not the adversity. The problem is your strength. The strength is little. And like we learned on Sunday, God does not measure adversity. God measures strength. So you can grow in such a way that adversity becomes nothing. I hope that helps. Yes, yes in the auditorium. There's one, one last question from online. Yes, it yeah. helps first for me. Um, okay. okay. Thank you, sir. Okay. The second question says, in, case, in a case where you witness injustice and speaking the truth might put you in trouble, how do you handle it as a child of God? Speak up and end up in trouble, like the case of Stephen, or keep quiet and pray for the person in trouble. Hmm. This one is A level plus. Actually, I've taken that last question and given it to the family. Okay. So, 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 oh, Pastor, you want to give it to us? Go, sir. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, 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 so in, in, this, in this scenario, right, you have a case where you are the person that can save or deliver the person that's been wrongly accused, okay? To say it, to, to keep quiet and not say it, is actually um, is a sin. It's, mm. it's, it's like you, you, are, you are collaborating with people that are torturing or accusing the person, okay? Now, now if, if you know the truth, not only knowing the truth, the truth can deliver somebody. I think it's just natural, if you want to be like Christ, to come forward and say it. Deliver the person. Now, the benefits of that, you don't know it. I mean, you have no clue of what God is setting you up to do in that scenario. There are certain things that, I can't, I can't talk about it here, in the sense that there are some things that maybe are done Many years ago, many, when I say many years ago, at least 30 years ago, that people see me today, they remind me that you did this for me X, Y, Z time. And that goodwill not only comes to me, it's going to my, it's, it's affecting my children. They're getting things done for them because of some of the things I said or did for somebody in a time of need that could have gotten them in deeper trouble. But you said, okay, let's. Let me say, send a word that, no, I know it this way. So I think for, for, for us as Christians, we should be able to say, look, prayerfully, of course, you know, don't just bring out your chest that, oh, I have the information that can deliver this person. Prayerfully, put it forward. There is no way, our God is a just God. Just means makes everything right. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. You know what the foundation of a throne is? Foundation of the throne is righteousness and justice. So you cannot say you want to nibble at that foundation of God's throne by seeing something that can provide justice and looking away. No, it's, it's not, it's, it's anti, anti-God. So that's, that's my own interpretation. Father Femi? 100%, I mean, 100%, you know, and sometimes it is, it is not the, the um, negativity of our enemies yeah. that, that deals us the, the deepest blows. It is the silence of our friends. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is when our friends don't keep anything. quiet. You know. Yeah. When our friends look at us or they see a situation where they could speak up for you, but they it will not, they they will look funny. They, they, they don't want to put on a coat, soil themselves, or, or get into <laughs> trouble, and they and they just keep a neutral stance. That can be even more painful yeah. than. Um, yeah. the negativity of an enemy. Yeah. yeah, so speak up, like yeah. Pastor Bola just said. Okay. 
thank, thank you very much. Amen. Amen. Lord, make this day shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Amen. Lord, make this countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. And so we do and shall be. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Amen. Okay, Amen. so God's favorite house, who are we? We are limitless all the way. Amen. 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 Thank, you. Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you.